Welcome to The Everyday Saint, where young Catholics inspire young Catholics as we're all grasping towards heaven while walking on earth as everyday saints. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Eve Rosemary, and let's get started because there's so much goodness to share. Welcome to The Everyday Saint. Today we have one of my really good friends, (laughs) Danny, on the podcast, which I'm so excited because Danny inspires me so much. She is the leader of our little friend group Bible study, which has been such a blessing. Um, We're called the Daughters of the Rose. Mm -hmm. In case you're wondering, (laughs) we watch The Bachelor and then we have a Bible study. (laughs) Flip. It's great. Well, oh, yeah. yes, we do the Bible study, and then we watch The Bachelor. It's a fun time. <laughs> it is very fun. Um, and she has such an, an incredible faith of dependency on the Lord uh, and seeing Jesus as a friend. So I'm really excited for her to come on the podcast today and share about her faith story. So welcome, Danny. Thank you for having me, Eve. Yes, of course. So why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about yourself and your faith journey and what that's looked like. Okay. Um, I think the biggest theme in my faith has been trust for sure because um i mean all of my life growing up i've gone to a catholic school so catholic um elementary school and then for high school i actually went to um a public school for the first two years because that was just what worked better for my family at the time and then um there was a lot of experiences that happened but then my junior year i transferred to saint james which is a really good catholic school and from then on, it kind of he kind of just paved the way to where I am now in Benedictine. And he kind of paved the way like through the friends that I made in high school and college decisions and family situations. And so a lot of it has been taking his hand and everything and just trusting in him. Because um, I always think of the lost sheep story because I feel like the little sheep all the time. But it's comforting to know that he'll always come and find me. And he's like, had this written in the book for me, like, way before I was born. Um, But it's also been a very up-and-down journey with him because sometimes I'll really feel his presence, and other times I don't. And when I don't is, like, the hardest, obviously, but that's when I need to lean on him the most. Um, And I think this last year of my life has been probably the hardest part of my faith journey because I felt so close to him but also so far because the closer I got to him I feel like the more he was pulling away from me but in reality that's when he's closest to you is when you're suffering the most but the summer helps me realize um that I'm like truly happy like with how God has created me and the experiences he's placing me in and it's been a season of peace and Just knowing that I can always lean on him and go back to him because he's given me all these amazing friendships that like truly show that he has the best intentions for me, even if they're not when I think they should happen or because I feel like I'm always in a rush (laughs) and I'm, I'm a planner. Eve knows this. I have like, I have a Bible study planner. I have a planner on my laptop. I have all these to-do lists and so I feel like I always want a plan and I always want to know what's happening and when but obviously with God you never know <laughs> but that's the beauty in it because he knows when he's going to give you all these gifts and he knows when we're in a place to receive them and so trust is very very <laughs> big in my life and not just with God but with the people he's placed in them but I think it's beautiful because learning to trust the people that I'm around is helping me trust in him more. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such an important lesson to learn, like the the trust and the dependency on God, because it's so easy. Like, I remember giving this talk to some um, of the, the people I went to high school with. We had to give a little talk for one of our theology classes. And I remember saying how we have to be grateful for everything because you know, you're running late for school one day and you're driving to school and you hit every single red stop light, like on the way to school. And you're like, gosh, darn it. Like, uh, and you're feeling like, aggravated and irritated because you just want to <laughs> get to school. And really it's like in those moments, even in the little things, like hitting every single mm-hmm. red light on the way to school when you're late. Um, or, you know, like not having your favorite food at lunch mm-hmm. or something happens and you drop your container, you know, like the little things like that, even that I feel like is dependency on God of saying like, you know, this inconvenient thing happened and I'm still going to be joyful throughout my day and I'm still going to be grateful because who knows, maybe you hit every single red light on the way to school because God was preventing you from getting into a really bad car accident. Like you have no idea. Mm-hmm. So even the little <laughs> things that seem like such little setbacks or sometimes there's you know bigger things yeah. than a stoplight on the way to school uh, that happened in your life and you're like what the heck like why didn't you allow this to happen god like you know this was mm-hmm. what i wanted or this was like the desire that i had the plan that i had and god was like no but because i had something better for you mm-hmm. and it's a really good reminder of that trust in him and what what would you say that trust looks like like it's easy to say like just trusting God. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, that's actually so unhelpful. Yes. <laughs> because it's like, do what do does that? that mean? Like, what mm-hmm. what does it look like to have dependency on God? Is mm-hmm. that like not setting an alarm in the morning because <laughs> I'm going to say God's going to wake me up when he, when he wants me to wake up? Like, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think that's quite right either. So what does that look like for you? I think what helps me is saying the prayer, like, oh, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. Take care of everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember having this conversation with a friend, like, surrendering something to him doesn't mean you're, like, giving it away to him or that he's going to take it away. It's just you're allowing him access to it and, like, letting him in. So, like, you're kind of, like, opening the door for him. And so, like, if I'm stressed about a test or a situation or there's some drama or something (laughs) I'm worried about, if I say, like, I surrender it to you, that's, like, you know, taking his hand and acknowledging, like, he's there for me, and, like, maybe he won't take away that stress and that drama right away, but he's leading me through that, and giving him that access is going to give you peace through it. Yeah, yeah. is yeah. that quote from St. Faustina? Is I that, think it might be. That's her first yeah. day today. Mm-hmm. So that's so funny Christina. you brought it up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of just that, like, turning over of events, would you mm-hmm. say? Yeah, I don't have control over this, but Lord, you have control over this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really great, too, because it's so easy just to, like, not understand that. God wants to grant us the desires of our heart. Like, his greatest desire is to grant us the desire of our heart. Mm -hmm. But what that means to grant us the desire of our heart doesn't mean you know, getting an A on the test like we mm-hmm. wanted to or getting into the school that we wanted to or, you know, all the little mm-hmm. things like that. Like, that, those things might be desires of our hearts, but the greatest desire of our heart is to get to heaven. And God is going to take such good care of us. Mm-hmm. And I just had, like, this imagery in my mind recently of, like, 
God holding me in his hand and like holding me close to his heart and that's provided me with such great comfort in Mm -hmm. like things that you know I'm nervous about or fearful of like I know Mm -hmm. that God is holding me near to him Um, and he does that with every single one of us that he is holding us near and dear to his heart Uh, and it's just our responsibility to realize that like even when we don't feel God's presence even when we don't know where he is Mm -hmm. just knowing that we're being held near to his heart and he's right there mm-hmm. waiting for us. That reminds me of a story, actually. Um, I was reading it, and it was about this mom and her little son, and she was preparing, like, his dinner, and he was, like, so excited to eat. Like, it was, like, steamed vegetables, like, something so simple. And he was so eager to eat it, but it was, like, still, like, hot. And so she was like, I can't give this to you yet. Like, But in another time, like, yeah, if it was cooled down, like, it would give you so much joy and, like, nourishment and, like, this food is good for your body. But if I give it to you too soon, like, that's going to hurt you because it's Mm -hmm. still hot. Mm -hmm. And she was like, we can kind of turn to God and think, oh, like, that's, like, how God works sometimes is, like, we want, we have this desire and this dream and we want it so badly at a specific time. But if we're not in a place to receive it or we're not ready, like, he knows best. And so if he sees that it's going to hurt us, if he gives us the gift, like, too soon, like, he'll say, okay, you take a step back and just trust me because I know when you'll be ready to receive this gift that I have for you. And it'll be, like, way more fruitful if you just trust in me. So I really love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a disordered way of thinking of Mm -hmm. the gift that God gives us if we just expect it to happen Mm -hmm. when we want it to happen. It's meant to happen when God has foreseen that for Mm -hmm. us. For sure. So with that, like, that surrender and that trust, what do you think has helped you in that journey of being able to surrender? Like, is there prayers, um, you know, people, conversations that you've had? What's helped you through that? Mm I think I I like to spend a lot of time in adoration, like, before I go to bed, because it puts my day into perspective, and I reflect upon, like, where I saw him in my day, and maybe where I can let him in a little more, and I realize, like, okay, I have set times for prayer, like, in the morning and at night, but sometimes I find myself just, like, talking to him while I'm on my way back from class, like, I'll just kind of pray in my head silently, And I think that's helped me incorporate him more into my day and not just have like, oh, I'll talk to Jesus like later tonight or, oh, I'll I'll see him at mass in the morning. But just like talking to him like a best friend, because I see when I see people in passing and I like acknowledge them and say hi to them, it gives me so much joy. And then I think God has that same like desire to be seen and heard from us like he wants us to have childlike dependency and to go talk to him and let us in and so when we give him like even just a second of our day like he's so like it makes our heart and his heart so full Mm -hmm. and so just like talking to him even just casually on the way back from class has like brought me a lot of joy and peace yeah, well, yeah. think about the amount of times that we're just talking to ourselves mm-hmm. in our head. Like, how much <laughs> greater would that be if we turned that into mm-hmm. actual prayer and talking to, to God about that? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love about your faith that you shared is just, like, this view of God as a best friend. Like, anytime I'm like, oh, I'm going to adoration later, you're always like, say hi to Jesus for me. And it's just, like, such a positive outlook on who Jesus is. Have you always had that outlook of Jesus as a best friend, or has that been something that's evolved with your faith? I think it's something that's evolved because when I was little, I 
was, <laughs> I have a very vivid memory of me sitting there before my very first confession. And <laughs> I just remember being terrified like everyone else. And all throughout like middle school, I always saw it as a little daunting because I am a huge people pleaser mm. and just even going to him sometimes was like oh like I'm so ashamed of like what I've done and like how can I like be a better daughter of Christ mm -hmm. but once I got to high school and like college I was like he just wants us to be ourselves and be with him and that's he doesn't ask for much from us he doesn't expect mm -hmm. us to be perfect and so, yeah, like, having that best friend view has made everything less scary. <laughs> because he really is, like, he is a father to us. And um, that doesn't mean he's anything scary. Because <laughs> you just got to take his hand, you know? Yeah, like, mm -hmm. he, he is a sovereign God. But mm -hmm. he is also that God that's yeah. going to, like, sweep us off our feet and bring us to this heavenly glory that mm -hmm. we can only imagine getting there. And that kind of, I feel like your faith in that way reminds me a lot of like the St. Therese of like total dependency and just like giving everything to God and looking for him to, in all the little things mm -hmm. and um, seeking him in all that we do. And I just think that's something that is so beautiful about um, your faith. What do you think has been like the biggest change in your faith life as it's evolved like maybe think of if you could look back at high school Danny and tell her like one thing of what she should strive for or something she could she should grow in because it's what you've experienced or like mm -hmm. communicating what you've learned what would that be I think it would be confidence in yourself and the gifts that like God has given you because I was always so afraid to be my true self around even some of my friends because I thought, oh, like, I feel like I have to act a certain way or mm -hmm. be a certain way for these people to love me. But maybe if I let myself be my true self and um, express, like, the gifts that God has given me, he'll place those right people that are going to love me well, like, and bring them to me rather than maybe getting in the wrong crowd or having mm -hmm. these lukewarm friendships rather than like Christ-like friendships, you know? So I think um, definitely just loving, learning to love myself because God has created me for a purpose. And maybe I don't know quite like what that purpose is in its entirety, but I'm slowly learning. And this year has like brought a lot of light into that sense too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think is something that we all struggle with so mm -hmm. much is like, who are we? Who did God create us to be? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I think it takes a lot of self-reflection. I know you like journaling too. Has that been a huge help for you like mm -hmm. in discovering who you are? You for think? sure. I think I also love like journaling because getting to look back at past like reflections, I've seen like where I've grown in my faith and mm -hmm. like where I have like healed and where I have... Um, where prayers have been answered too is a very big thing. Mm -hmm. And I love so getting to look back at that. And it's so powerful because words, like words of affirmation is like one of my most like top like love languages. And like, uh, I hear him most through like music and the words I write. Mm -hmm. Do you write music? I do. How do you <laughs> a little bit. that you did? <laughs> I don't really tell a lot of people, but 
Well, now um, you just maybe, told the whole world. Maybe <laughs> I'll, you know, <laughs> spread the news this year. <laughs> wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah. What has, like, music... Like, I, I don't think music has been a, a topic that I've talked about on this podcast a whole lot. Like, what is that, like, making music for the Lord? I think... Well, I got into music pretty early on as a child, and I was in band and choir all throughout, like, high school and middle school mm-hmm. and theater, and so it was all these little gifts, and I still play, like, my ukulele, and it's also a big part of my family. Like, my family, um, although they claim they're not musically talented, <laughs> they all are deep down, <laughs> and it's a very, it's very much like a bonding experience for us, and I've always felt his presence, like, whenever I play music or I hear others play music because they're using their talents to glorify his name. Mm-hmm. And I I think sometimes I'm hard on myself because, like, obviously I haven't written a ton of songs and I haven't taken any formal voice lessons, but knowing that that is a love I have and a gift I have from him, like, I shouldn't be shy to use that and share mm-hmm. that with people. So, Yeah, and it's part of that whole identity thing is... Mm-hmm. We shouldn't neglect the gifts that God gave mm-hmm. us because then we're neglecting like part of God himself. If we're made in his image and likeness, then all the gifts that we have are attributes of mm-hmm. who the Lord is. And so just setting those things aside would be doing a disservice to yourself mm-hmm. and to those around you because if it's a gift that God's placed on your heart, it's meant to be shared, you know, not something to be hidden. But sometimes we can just get so in our heads mm-hmm. about... <laughs> what people will think of that certain part of our lives what how do you like get over that people pleasing I didn't want to go back to that topic (laughs) I know it's not something we like kind of talked about before Mm -hmm. the episode but like being a people pleaser is such a big I think especially in the society that we have today being Mm -hmm. a people pleaser is kind of an attribute that's hard to get away from because people are always seeing you like if they don't see you at class that day they see you on social media Mm -hmm. and or, like, they'll hear about you. And we're just going to on so quick, especially at, like, a small oh, yeah. college, like, we're at. So how, like, what what have you learned about that? <laughs> I think, ooh, that's kind of a tough question. I know. I don't know if I even yeah. phrased a question. <laughs> but I hope you know what I mean. <laughs> I think what's helped me is reminding myself, like, we are not made to be perfect. Like, just going back mm-hmm. to that. And I think a lot of the times, like, with people-pleasing, I think it has to do with, like, my personality and my emotions. Like, people see me as a very bubbly person and very, Mm -hmm. you know, happy. But there are moments where I, like, obviously get sad, too. But sometimes I'll feel, like, not guilty, but more like I feel like I'm not myself when I'm not sad because I don't want people Mm -hmm. to see me sad because I want to be that bubbly person they know me to be. But God has given me emotions to us for a reason and I'm kind of losing my train of that (laughs) um knowing that he gives us these for a reason he doesn't ask us to be perfect so like all we need to do is be Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day like you're not going to please everybody like maybe yourself or your family or your friends all we need to do is focus on pleasing God and We've already done so by trusting in him and being what he created us to be. Yeah, and I know you as someone who's like so bubbly and so positive and it's something I love about you, but 
that's a heavy burden to carry of when you're not allowing yourself to like experience emotions or you're not allowing yourself to completely be in that moment who God wants you because you're worried about other people and that's that's just like a hard thing to carry and a hard weight to put um, on yourself I feel like that's somewhat like we all experience that and it's somewhat suffocating and something I remember learning in like my intro level theology class (laughs) is that the very fact that we woke up this morning is evidence that God loves us so if we do nothing but exist that day if we don't feel like we did anything else but exist Mm -hmm. that day we still are loved by God because our very being and our very essence is evidence of God's love for us like if God wasn't thinking about us, we would literally cease to exist, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and just being able to rest in that. I feel like that's so relieving in a way, like, okay, I woke up this morning, Lord, thank you for waking me up this morning, mm-hmm. like, allow me to entrust my life to you and, like, live this day out for you, whatever that means on your behalf, and some days mm-hmm. you're going to have those days where you're not feeling like yourself. Um, or what you want yourself to be. Like, we're always improving and always working towards something greater. Um, but it's hard to get wrapped up of, of in the who we are, of, like, the right here and the right now, and the moments where we're not our best selves, the moments where we don't feel like we're honoring God. Um, but yet, our very existence is evidence that, despite those moments, the Lord still loves us and still takes care of us. 